0: When should people get started investing in paid ads?
1: I think it's a little bit like with investing in general is that start investing it in when you can afford to lose the money.
0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Pamela Wagner. Pamela dedicates her time to helping businesses around the world grow sustainably through paid ads, with the majority of these being Google ads. She's a former Google employee. She was recently named Forbes 30 under 30, and her company is also an official Google partner. Having worked with more than 2,000 companies worldwide, as well as managed a total of $3 million in advertising spend, she offers a unique expertise in a sea of many fish. Pamela, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk to you and get more insight into paid ads. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm looking forward to sharing my knowledge and hopefully being a support to many people out there and especially all
0: the coaches. Great. Well, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about you and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working. Sure.
1: So I grew up in Austria. So my parents are Austrian. Um, my grandparents are Austrians. I really am like a pure pure Austrian. Um, but then I pretty quickly got the travel bug because even as a family, we used to travel a lot during like summer holidays. And so... Once I was, like, turned 16, 17, I started studying at universities a bit earlier than everybody else. And uh, the advantage with the university system in Austria is that you do not need to attend most of the classes. You just need to go to the exam and make sure you pass the exam. So there's actually a lot of time you have for traveling, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And so I use that time to travel and then also... In summer to start working abroad. So, for example, I worked in Nigeria. I was a, a, a language teacher in Russia. Um, I, I did, I organized startup events in Dubai. And so, with Dubai, I, I did also my master's in my, in Dubai and in, and in uh, Shanghai. And then after that, I had tried out, or tried out, I mean, I've participated in a lot of different jobs from bank to insurance to event management to social enterprises to startups. I was asked if I wanted to apply to work at Google. And I mean, who wouldn't say yes if you're asked (laughs) to apply to Google? Like, you know, back then it was already pretty cool. And so I went through a normal application process of like five interviews. And uh, got then offered a job at Google in Ireland. Hmm. Now, Ireland was pretty much the first country that I moved to just for the job, not because there was something that's specially connected with the country, but because I wanted to get to know it or so. Um, Ireland is amazing as a country, uh, just unfortunately rain, cold and windy, 12 months a year. Oh my gosh. I figured that that doesn't do my mood too well, that (laughs) I need more sunshine in my life. Um, So once I left Google, I I, I literally booked a couple of flights across three continents just to warm places Mm. and um, decided that it's got to have like a minimum of 20, 25 degrees wherever I go. (laughs) So yeah. And then after that, I thought that, oh, there's already so many marketing agencies out there. Like, what am I going to do? What's going to be like my offer to them? And I started taking on the first projects and noticed that, yes, there are a lot of agencies out there, but there are very few apparently which did the work to the level that I did it, apparently very good, according to the customers that I worked with back then. And so more and more projects started coming in because I had this really big focus on delivering not just excellent work, but really caring deeply about my customers and their growth and where they're coming from and really seeing the human being behind the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so through the network that I had built up prior to that point, I quickly got customers pretty much anywhere in the world and uh, got also, then grew my customer base through referrals too. And um, now at a stage where I operate as kind of like a boutique agency, so really brought it with about two handful of clients at any point in time. But really select them well, make sure they fulfill certain criteria, um, and that we are a fit in terms of values. Um, right. Because I figured that if, if there's a company that approaches me and we don't share the values, then we wouldn't be able to get as good of a result as I would want to. So that's gotten me to, to pretty much where I am today. It's a good growth, it's a healthy growth, but one that always puts my customers in, in the front of everything.
0: Right. So what got you interested in doing paid ads? I mean, what is it about ads that, is, that keeps your interest? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I come from the background where I thought, I mean, even before joining Google and so on, I was like, oh my God, like ads, they're super annoying. I hate them. They're <laughs> always where I don't want them to be, you know? Right. Um, like, what the heck? Leave me alone. And then boom, I end up at Google doing ads. It's kind of funny how life catches you. Um, and then what I figured out, and that's also where technology has improved a lot in the last three to four years, is that ads can be a lot of fun if they're relevant to you. And they usually only get annoying when they're not relevant to you. For example, I think uh, we all know that that flight ad that uh, follows us for weeks after we already booked the flight. Mm, right. That's, That's an example of an ad that's not well set up Um, because obviously if you just bought something, you're not interested in buying the same product immediately again in this case. Um, And so it started becoming really fun for me because I've noticed how they can be useful to people and how it can be useful to my clients to expand their base, to convert more customers that they already have, and to grow their business. And with that, grow their impact. And with that, of course, make people's lives better. So I think that's the aspect that really caught me and what keeps fascinating me is that it's something I do well. I know, I just know really well and I love digging my nose into data and analyzing it and and helping people grow through that.
0: Well, one of the things that we were going to discuss today is really how people can use ads to grow their coaching business. Everybody knows that there's Facebook ads. I, th- I think Facebook ads are kind of the big deal that, that I keep hearing a lot about, but do you work with Facebook ads or are you strictly Google ads? So I do Google
1: Facebook and LinkedIn ads, whereas Google makes about 80%, Facebook 15% and, and LinkedIn 5% of the work I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I think what most people need to be aware of is that whatever they hear about ads from somebody else, it's always a tryout and it completely depends on the type of business and funnel you have that you want to promote,
0: mm-hmm. whether
1: an ad is going to be um, working or not. right? And um, there are, for example, on Facebook, only certain types of ads that I do. So for example, we talk about coaches. What I've seen works is if you have some kind of lead magnet, a lead page where people can sign up for your newsletter for your podcast um, get something for free, like a guide, um, a a three-step list or whatever, and then put ads towards that landing page that, that can give you a really good cost per lead. For example, with one of my clients, she's one of the biggest relationship coaches in the German speaking market. And we drive people towards her landing page to just sign up to her email list and they get a goodie. Mm-hmm. And with that, we usually tend to have a cost per lead of something between like 30 cents to one and a half dollars, depending on who we are targeting, um, what time of the year, devices and so on.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So are ads something that even someone who's pretty new to the game can make use of?
1: So, I mean, if, uh, for example, you have an event that you're hosting, I'm um, like a little bit of like uh, a training you're hosting as a Mm -hmm. coach. And uh, what I've seen here works is if you put up, for example, the training on Eventbrite, And then it creates an event on Facebook. Right. And then setting up ads for the event on Facebook, which targets pretty much competitors or other people that are in a similar interest. Right. Yours. So that's, but that's something I've also just figured out recently. And then, One thing you've got to be aware of is that mobile and desktop performance is completely different. So it's important to always split that up and have one separate campaign or ad set for desktop and one separate for mobile.
0: So a lot of people probably just listened to what you said and now they're super confused and they're thinking, what the heck? I got to set up this, I got to set up that. There's this one, there's mobile, there's desktop. What is a good suggestion for someone who maybe hasn't done any ads before but, and they kind of just want to learn a little bit? They want to dip their toe in the water and see if paid ads are for them. Where should someone get started?
1: So I think if you really want to do them yourself and you want to throw in, for example, a couple of hundred bucks, I would highly recommend to look for one Facebook course somewhere so that you actually acquire the the knowledge first or some mm-hmm. kind of basic knowledge and then set up your first campaign. Um eventually with a landing page where people can really are really uh can really have a specific well, you have a specific call to action. Um I have seen it when you lead people on Facebook to a landing page where you want to sell them immediately, like buy my online course. Mm-hmm. Um, purchase a set of coaching sessions here that that doesn't work as well as or barely ever works um (laughs) then um when you just send them to a freebie so Mm -hmm. i think the easiest way to get started is take a a landing page where you can give people something for free and then drive people towards that and in order to get that they need to sign up to your
2: Mm -hmm. email list
0: Let's talk a little bit about pixels because I hear that word being thrown around a lot as far as is your website pixel? Do you have a pixel? And it's like, what the heck is a pixel? Most people are saying, what is this and why do we need to care about them?
1: Yeah. So here it gets really funny because Facebook calls them pixels and Google calls them codes, but it's the same Ah. thing. So it's basically a, I think for Google it's a JavaScript for Facebook. I think it's a JavaScript too. Um, and so you put that in the head tag of your homepage. So if, you, if you're right now a little bit confused, like, oh my God, what's the head tag? Then it's best you go to your developer and just give him that pixel, that piece of code and ask him to implement it. Mm-hmm. And he or she will do it for you. They know how to handle it. It's pretty much a copy paste thing. Um, and then it's also important to add a slightly modified version of that with just a, an additional line of code. Facebook gives you all that. Um, on the thank you page or the confirmation page after people have signed up or purchased anything because you want to measure then how much a lead costs or how much a purchase is for you and uh, how much basically if your ads are giving you any return.
0: To me, this sounds like, okay, this is something that I could probably do myself if I wanted to just put a little bit of money in and play with it a little bit. But if you really want to get that return on your investment, it makes a lot more sense to go with someone who's spent some time learning the ins and outs of it. Is that am I on the right track with that?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I have a lot of people that say, Oh, I tried it out for like a couple of hundred bucks and it and and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. It usually comes from simply being overwhelmed by all the options there. I mean, the thing is my job is being an ad specialist. Somebody else's job is being a coach. And for example, I just, I, if anybody asked me to coach somebody, I probably wouldn't have the right knowledge for it, you know? So that's really an area where I highly recommend to ask for help. And, um, if, if also people come only to your lead, to your lead magnet, for example, and get this freebie, um, and they don't, have an idea of what else to do after that with the lead, like if they don't have like a proper email funnel built up or so, then I usually recommend to first invest in building up this email funnel. So you actually know what you do with the leads rather than getting straight into ads.
0: Can we talk a little bit about funnels and what would be, what would be a good funnel for a coach to get started with if they feel like they want to get into ads eventually is it a good idea for them to go ahead, You know, get their funnel set up, maybe start driving a little traffic to their funnel to start to get the feel of it so they sort of have an idea of what's going on before they start putting a lot of money into getting ads going?
1: The thing next to having like an email funnel is like a landing page and you sign up and then you get a freebie, you get to the confirmation page and so on. Is actually to drive people towards a webinar sign up. So if you're hosting a webinar about something, um, then that can be an automated webinar, which I find runs really well. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a one time webinar to just test how the webinar runs, then to drive ads towards the sign up page. And then what do you do is once people sign up for the webinar, and then let's say you host the webinar live, and then you can make an offer in the webinar to then work with you. So that's, that's the one funnel. And then for the lead magnet, it says landing page, confirmation page, and then really think about what you do next with
2: the lead.
0: Right. Let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn because I haven't, I guess I've been on LinkedIn and seen what I assume are ads, but I don't know very much about, about LinkedIn as a, a place to advertise. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and just what LinkedIn's all about? Yeah, so LinkedIn ads, they are pretty much a simple platform out of the three of
1: Facebook and, and Google because LinkedIn only has three types of ads, roughly said. The first one are the sponsored updates. These are the ones that you see in your newsfeed. So if you see in your newsfeed a post that says sponsored right, right. below the the, the one the author pretty much or the page, mm-hmm. that's sponsored update. So you put an update on your LinkedIn page, and then it's kind of like boosting a post on Facebook.
2: Mm, you put gotcha. some budget
1: to it it is, targeting, and then people more people see it. The second part or the second type of ad are normal newsfeed ads. So these are the ones that you, for example, see on the right side, like text ads. LinkedIn calls it text ads, actually. Um, that, those are the ones you see on the right side, like when you're on your profile and they have a little image and like a really, really short text to them. I'm not a huge fan of them because I myself don't click on them. I've never heard anybody clicking on them. And if I like when I put ads as text ads, I never had any good results. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily do ta- text ads on LinkedIn. And then the third one are sponsored in-mail ads. So this is where you can send in pretty much right. in-mail ads to, uh, Potential interests. This is this is, for example, a good thing. Let's say you're a coach and you're working a lot with C-level managers, mm-hmm. and you want to send them a a checklist, an eleven-point checklist of, uh, let's say, how to how to run the next meeting so that it goes efficient or something. Just to, um, just to give an example, mm-hmm. and then that can be a really good way to get highly, highly targeted leads and to start the conversation with them.
0: Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So do you do anything with this new like, Facebook Messenger thing that I'm seeing everywhere? I'm, I'm starting to get so many people that want me to opt in to Facebook Messenger. Now, is that an advertising platform or, or what is that exactly? So it's actually
1: really interesting that you're asking that because I've really started to play around that in the last four or five weeks and it Uh took me a lot of hours to look into it. So it's not an easy thing. There's uh, all these messenger bots Mm -hmm. and uh, the platform I'm currently playing around with is called ManyChat. And what you can do, it's kind of like having people sign up to your email list, but instead they sign up to your messenger on Facebook and then you can throw out like a message to... 50 people, 100 or however many you have on that list, and you get on that list and say, hey, um, what do you think about this? Or, hey, here's the 11-point checklist and so on. Um, the thing is Facebook wants us to use Messenger more and more. So these Messenger bots are just going to grow and grow. And they're a really cool, unique way to connect in a more personal way with your customers and to create conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if it's going to be like everything else, if it's like it's kind of interesting right now. So if you jump into it right now, it's going to work well for you. But then I have one person that I have gotten into their their list and I'm getting stuff from and it's like i look at it because i'm used to it being oh it's a it's a message i'm going to open this up and see what this person says to me no it's not a message it's an ad and it's at the very beginning stage where it doesn't bother me right now but i can see myself now when i see that message come up there's the question mark that says wait a minute is this person messaging me or is this another ad so i just wonder from you know my own personal questions is is this going to very quickly get saturated and people are just going to hate it or is this something that's going to last a while oh yeah so okay so there's actually it's good that you
1: mentioned that because that's actually something different and it, it, it's a, we need to make a difference here so what you saw that's an actual ad so i can draw ads to messenger which is kind of like the sponsored email campaigns on linkedin mm-hmm. but I don't really work with these messenger ads because I also think I don't think they fit into Facebook. I, I I wouldn't want them myself. So the messenger bot, what that actually is, that when you contact the page, for example, on Facebook, um, you, you can I'll give you um, the link to that after um, uh, and afterwards, and then you can try it out yourself. Is that when you message um, the page, you can say, "Hey, thanks for messaging us." Um, please let us know how we can how we can help you and then you can give the person three options and they click on the option and according to the option that they choose they then get another message response or you can set up a question and so it's kind of like a little bit of an automated way to talk with people mixed with then real interaction okay yeah that is that is not specifically ads like bots are not specifically ads so uh-huh. Um, I like bots more than those ads in Messenger.
0: (laughs) Because I was like already getting to the point where I was like, "Eh, if I see this come up again, I'm not even going to bother looking because it's starting to be a pain. Yeah, absolutely. So is that kind of the new thing then in advertising, these Messenger bots? Is that sort of where things are moving towards? It is definitely (laughs) a
1: big moving factor. Like there are some there are of course already like messenger bot groups on Facebook and they have thousands of people in them. Mm. Um, Very few have yet adopted it, but I think that they are a major game changer in terms of customer service and customer interaction.
0: Hmm. So if someone's just getting started out, do would your suggestion be, you know, go with the tried and true, stick with the Google AdWords? If you are on LinkedIn, stick with something like that, or should people jump into something brand new and try to ride that wave? What what would be your suggestion?
1: So I think the Facebook Messenger bot thing is something very very exciting that everybody can do, no matter how big you are, and it creates really a good opportunity to be in touch with your customers from no matter how small you are really from the start mm-hmm. and to really get to know them from a unique perspective, their pain points, interact with them on a really personal level. Right. Um, and it's also an inexpensive way because you don't like the, the basic version of many chat, which is absolutely fine is for free. So you don't need to pay for it. Ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with ads, the thing is you just need to be aware of that. Sometimes in week one, it, it already works perfectly, but more often you actually need some time to test it. Mm-hmm. So if you jump into ads, I would say, A, on the one hand, make sure you've got somebody close that really knows the subject well and can be at hand for your help. Or um, B, hire somebody that does it for you. Because if you do it yourself, it's just going to add a lot of hustle a lot of time um, and a lot of energy wasted that you need to actually concentrate on on being an awesome coach,
0: you know? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that because I think that one thing that holds people back from getting into ads in the first place is just what you said. They're really worried about the workload that it's going to put on them or they're really worried about the strain it may put on their budget to hire it out. So what should someone set aside in their budget if they are looking to get into ads? What would be something that maybe an entrepreneur, someone who's just working by themselves, solo person, what should they think about setting aside in their budget if they want to get started with advertising?
2: So
1: if they want to get started with advertising and they want to hire somebody else they, because they just don't have the time, for example, themselves, right? then I would start off with a minimum budget of $1,000 per month because this is where it really starts making sense to have somebody do it for you because of all the work that's connected with it. Right. Um. If you want to do it yourself, like for example, Facebook or so you can, depending on the click costs, that's also another thing. Like if you pay five cents for a click for like a YouTube ad, that's amazing. You already with a budget of $5, you're going to get very far. But in most cases, if you have like a normal search campaign, you're probably going to have a click of like one or $2. And mm-hmm. if you have a budget of $10, dollars you are going to get 10 clicks. Well, that one person converts out of 10 clicks Is 10%, that's already very good in the start. Mm -hmm. Um and even then, how many people are you gonna convert out of the people that you know gonna are turning into lead or contact on your page?
0: Right. That's kind of where I'm going with this. In your experience, does it even make sense to try to DIY this? Because by the time you spend the time learning enough about it that you feel sort of comfortable, and then You have to get in and and figure out your ad spend. Are you better off just hiring someone else to do it for you? So you, you kind of take the hassle factor out of it and the end results would be significantly better, but it might be significantly better for your sanity to not have to try to take it all on.
1: Yeah, and I mean, most of the clients that I take on have done them in one way or another themselves before. Right. And it just got way too much for them. They ended up wasting a lot of money. And also what is usually a, a, a really difficult for a lot of people when they think about hiring somebody for that is they don't know who's good at it mm-hmm. and who they can really trust. And so, because there's a lot of chatter in the area, obviously. Um, but there's just a couple of guidelines that I also want to want to give to the listeners in order to figure out who could be a good person partner for me in this case. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, if you look towards Google ads, then there's a Google partner certification which, for which you need to have a couple of requirements fulfilled. You need to have a certain spend, you need, your ads need to have a certain quality, um, and you need to have done a couple of certifications. Now, once you've gotten that certification as, 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 a, as a company, you get an image And that says Google partner. Now the thing is, of course, it's an image. You can keep that for as long as you want. So there's a couple of companies out there who just keep it and unfortunately don't renew their certifications. Mm. So in this case, go to google.com slash partners and you can look up the agency. If it's listed there, it means it's a real Google partner. And that kind of gives the people a first security of, okay, they got a basic knowledge that I can trust. They got a basic spend and basic quality that's there. Um, and then I would always, whether that's Facebook, LinkedIn, and so on, ask for numbers or statistics or success stories in an area that's similar to yours. Mm. Um, okay. So that's a way of seeing, okay, what has the person done in like my, my industry or my type of funnel and what is possible, what can I expect? one last thing here too, just so I don't forget it. Cause there is a, uh, when people promise you anything run away, <laughs> because the thing is with, especially with ads, I can't promise you anything. It's, it's, it's a changing landscape. Um, I cannot really say how things are going to work out right from the start because you just need to test it. You can't preview any data. It just comes with time. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I usually don't promise my clients anything. I just say the only thing I promise you is that I'm going to do my work the best way possible to your benefit and use your budget the most efficient way and make sure that you have the feeling of being able to rely on a partner that's really working for your own greater good here.
0: So, yeah, so those are some really great suggestions on how to find someone and what to look for when you're getting started connecting with someone who is either a Google ad specialist or Facebook ad specialist, things to talk about. So how long should someone invest? What's sort of like a a time frame? Should we look at at least budgeting one month or should we look at budgeting three months to really get a feel for how our ads are going to do? That's a fabulous question. Um,
1: Depending a little bit on the platform, for Facebook, if you have one very simple funnel, like just sending people to a freebie page, one month is a good time to test a couple of different things. If you have about, you know, 10, 20, $30 a day, if if you're just starting off. Um, and for Google ads, it's usually a good three months. Mm. Um, in general, because I, I, work with mixes sometimes of channels, I do a minimum of, uh, two to three months collaboration with my clients, mostly three months because of the Google ads and Google ads. Simply take a bit longer in the process of adjusting, of optimizing. There are way more options you can test. Um, with the whole Google Analytics behind it, you'll, you just see all the traffic that's coming in, not just Facebook, not just Google, but also from emails, from other websites and so on. And so this, like just a whole bigger analyzation and, and tool and, and, and growth process.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I know that myself, I I like to see the results right away, but it just doesn't happen that way. Sometimes you really have to kind of take that step back and understand that it's going to take a little bit of time to really see. And you also really have to test the, the ads that you're putting out there, right? You can't just expect like, well, maybe if you're working with someone that's different, but if you're doing it yourself, you can't necessarily expect that the first thing you throw out there is going to be the one that you you use the whole time, right? Do you change it out occasionally or or do the A-B testing?
1: Oh, absolutely. Pretty much all of that all the time um, with Facebook more frequently and with Google just because of the algorithms. And on, on Facebook, a campaign wears out after like two, three weeks versus on Google you can leave it for a very long time so there's all kinds of testings being done and even even when you hire somebody give it some patience because it just I mean I one of my longest clients we started off she's a relationship coach and we had really good results with the first campaign and then the second one and we ran and tested we weren't really happy with that but then we ran the third one and the third one ran better again and so We just kept reiterating, and by now we really know okay, what works and what doesn't. It can
0: take time. So, I really love the idea of just knowing that we need to be patient. We can't just expect to write a check and then immediately know whether or not something's going to work. We have to be able to take a step back and just wait and see a little bit and be willing to try different things. Also, not get emotionally attached to a certain ad, do you usually create the ad to kind of keep people from having that emotional attachment to things and not wanting to change it or mess with it once it's done and out there?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I fully run them for them. Like, I create a strategy and I implement them. Just because one of the reasons is what you just mentioned is, like, they look into two hours after it was started, like, it's not working because I don't see anything. Um, (laughs) And then... With like Google, for example, it just takes up to 72 hours to see the conversions properly reported back in AdWords. Um, it it just takes a bit of time and the system takes time to work it into, to just try out stuff as much as it is computerized mm-hmm. and it's and automated. It just also needs time to try all, out all those settings and give you the best possible data in the first couple of days and weeks.
0: Gotcha. So when you work with people, should they expect to receive like weekly updates, monthly updates? How do you usually communicate with the entrepreneurs or businesses that you're working with?
1: So I have on average a bimonthly catch-up call. So once a month, uh, no, sorry, t- twice a month um, every two weeks. Or with some clients, it is once every week, depending on their needs. But uh, what is very important for me is this personal contact because, on the one hand, they f- see that I care about them. And then there's just changes in the business happening as we go. And I just want to be updated and want to be on, want to know the latest news and what's going on. Also, to reflect that in the ads. Mm -hmm. As well as to talk about the changes, the data, how that impacts their business, how that plays into the overall bigger marketing efforts that they're doing, eventual budget changes, uh, what events they have coming up, what plans they have for the services, how we can uh, use ads here to promote those. Um, That really direct contact is super, super important to me.
0: So a lot of the things that we've been talking about kind of just makes me feel like that maybe paid ads might not be something for really, really fresh beginners. What's your take on when should people get started investing in paid ads?
1: I think it's a little bit like with investing in general is that Start investing it when you can afford to lose the money and you don't need to worry about it. Um, It sounds like a really, really negative uh, statement right now, but the point is if you're starting off and you spend, let's say, $1,000 every month, things might not go just right the first month and you might not see the $1,000 back the first month, maybe the second month and then maybe the third month. You You get it back, I don't know, twice, four, ten times, whatever. Um, so really to have a little bit of spare, a little bit of spare room and and space to experiment, Mm -hmm. um, and not be dependent on getting a certain return by a certain time, because it's just, it cannot be guaranteed in the, in the online ad sector.
0: So, then how would you suggest for people to be able to differentiate between my ad person just isn't able to do a good job for me versus I need to just be patient and wait for a little bit of time? Because to me, that seems like I've got to be able to know when am I just with someone who's not able to do this versus when do I just need to take a step back and breathe and give them a little space to make something happen? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, good question. The most important factor of how I've seen of people of how they can differentiate that is you know, you can rely on the person when they're there for you. When you have a question,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when they're reachable, when they give you a clear answer, when you don't just beat around the bush pretty mm-hmm. much, um, when they share their own knowledge with you in whatever session you have with them or a meeting you have with them. Um, also I would highly recommend to ask actually to, to show an interest, to learn it also a little bit more because it's also going to help you. Um, And when there's actually a timely answer, because what I've had already a couple of times from customer complain about the past collaborations is that people would take days or, or sometimes one week or so to answer to their requests. And then it turns out that the person they were in touch with actually wasn't the one doing the ads. Mm. So there was already a time and communication lag because the person they were in touch with wasn't the person doing the ads. That was just the salesperson or whatever. So really demand to be in touch with the person that does your ads just Mm -hmm. because of transparency and having a clear, efficient communication.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I've really learned a ton about ads and I'd like to kind of take things back to your business just a little bit before we wrap things up. What are you creating in the future? What does your business look like in the next year or two?
1: So I'm currently in the process of hiring. So really getting to a stage where um, I'm training somebody right now on campaigns to actually be able to support me in the core business. And here it's really important for me that the person has the attitude to learn and, and he's really doing a great job. I'm super, super proud of him so far. Um, and with that, being able to support my customers better too, to also grow the the growing number of requests that I'm getting um, and to really expand my knowledge so host more workshops, uh, establish collaborations with universities so for example I'm already um, guest lecturing at a university in Austria um, and because the thing is alone on Google you have more than a million of advertisers today companies mm. advertising pretty much. And truth is, I am never able to take care of all of them. And still in many agencies and many companies, there's a huge lack of knowledge of how those ad systems really work or what's really necessary. And so more than happily sharing my knowledge. um, And I just had one training this week, I'm going to give another workshop next week. Um, And it just really expand the knowledge, expand the impact and therefore expand the, the growth of my customers and the ones that are yet to come.
0: You know, Pamela, this has been so good and I've learned so much about ads that I didn't know before we got on this call. So I would love it if we could finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. Absolutely. What is one habit or skill that's made you unstoppable?
1: resilience to be able to pop up from, from anything that happens and, and get up again um, after any negative uh, incident or challenge and really say, you know what, that's been temporary. What can I learn out of it? Great. Let's move on. Because after any challenge, the, the high that comes is even higher and much more fun.
0: What's one quality that you think every successful entrepreneur needs to develop?
1: Um, (laughs) self-awareness, as simple as it sounds, but really knowing what, uh, what you can do, what you're good at and where you need help. And then really having also the courage to ask for help, getting support with that.
0: Give us one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life.
1: That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I have done a whole bunch of audiobooks in the last months. (sighs) um tony robbins unshakable is one that i would say is a key ingredient of financial education Hmm. whether one has a business or not yeah i think that one
0: give us one online resource that you think entrepreneurs would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without I'm a little bit biased here, but I would say Google (laughs) Analytics
1: (laughs) simply because it's for free and it analyzes your whole website data and you can just see what people do on your homepage, what works, what doesn't, and reiterate it at any point in time.
0: Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you if people want to get in touch, if they have more questions about what sort of services you offer, how they can work with you? Are you on social? What's your website?
1: Absolutely, I'm on social. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be today, otherwise it seems like you're not a real business somehow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my comp, the company is on Facebook, it's called Ajala Digital, so A-J-A-L-A, and then digital. Um, of course the messenger is set up so people can message me directly. And yes, it's going to be me messaging their back. (laughs) And, um, then of course, through the homepage, which is ajaladigital.com. So A-J-A-L-A digital.com. And, then there's a contact form and I usually get back to people within 24 hours. Um, because it's just really important to me that people, whatever question they have that, um, they get a response to that. And then if anybody wants to, you know, the good old LinkedIn, just with my normal name, Pamela Wagner, or Wagner um, you can connect with me there. But please add a little message of why you want to connect because I usually don't add any connections if, uh, connection requests to people I don't know.
0: Well, I'll be sure to get all of those links and the recommendations onto the show notes page. Pamela, this has been such a good conversation. I've learned so much, and I want to thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much too. It was really a lot of fun. And I hope that the listeners take a lot out of it.
0: This was a great intro to paid ads with Pamela Wagner. Now I've put together a free worksheet that covers all of Pamela's suggestions on how to DIY your ads, when to know you're ready to invest in paid ads, and what to look for when you're ready to hire that advertising specialist. You can grab the free worksheet at unstoppablecoach.co slash Pamela Wagner.